Hey there, good morning, good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you're watching this edition of Hypnosis Week Live. It's me, Alex Williams-Smith, better known to many of you as Jonathan Royal, hypnotist of MagicalGuru.com. And on this episode, it changes. I'm not interviewing somebody. Uh, this is actually an hour of video where all the way from New Zealand, Benita Tahuri um, interviews me. Her link's below the video. And I think therapists can learn a lot from this. This is, well, it'll help you in your life, but it also gives you an idea of the actual techniques I genuinely use with clients during media interviews. Enjoy. Kia ora and welcome. It's me, Sister B, coming to you live from Aotearoa, New Zealand. And in a moment, hopefully very soon, we're going to get the incredible, amazing Alex William Smith online with us all the way from England. So I'm going to just see how we're going. Alex William Smith, let's go. Are you there? Yes. Paste. I've got a visual, yes. Now, um, I'm here. Let's have a look. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? So close. I'm here. Um, let's, if you could face, um, can see and hear you. That's cool. I just, there's something wrong. Mine, I can't hear. I can't hear you at all. Um, oh. Oops, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see you. Thanks. I wonder what it could be. Any clues? Just drop me a message. I can see all. I, I can see on the left is the interview panel. I can see that you're there. I can't see your face though. Oh. Um. Guess, and I can't hear anything. My volume's up. can see my face camera connected and I can see my face try again it's all right we can still do the interview and then um, edit it later yeah yeah yes I can hear you we have sound. We do have sound. Hooray. Hooray. Okay, here we go. Well, that's a good start. Now what were we up to? I, I can see me. You can see me. Is that right? I can see you. I can hear you. Hopefully you can see and hear me, in which case we're good to go, and hopefully this will work and share and probably be broadcasting on Facebook as well or whatnot. Um, I will ask. I'll just send a couple of messages to see if we are on Facebook. It says um, there's 19 viewers, so come from somewhere. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay, let's go. Alex, welcome. Welcome, welcome. What a wonderful time, and it's even better now that we got connected because I was having a little bit of a panic attack, you know, a little bit just anxiety around the IT thing going on because it was so easy when we talked last time. So welcome to um, this time to share and chat and um, no doubt inspire, I'm already inspired, you totally inspire me to be more and better in the world, which is why I connected with you in the first place and sought out, I sought out to the universe teachers and who can help me level my game up and then you appeared and and um, I think it's just all meant to be. So I'm really excited to have you online this morning um, here with me. And to the viewers, if you're listening, please go right now and click share the link or share this as it's broadcasting because we want to do a really massive build-up promo, warm-up to bringing Alex um known as Jonathan Royal, into New Zealand next year. So take this opportunity because we are going to 
take over the world with goodness and and healing and and fun and all those good things that we know each of us possess so welcome alex um it's beautiful to have you with me here and i'm sure just us connecting today is going to change mindsets and how people uh, get through life and become more easy with that. Um, so just who, who are you? Tell us about a little bit about you. All right, I'm trying. All right, I'm trying. No. Oh, that's, that's in echo. You're in echo. Is that better? Yeah. Actually, give me one second. What I will do is this. Okay. So again, share the video, make sure you go and check out Magical Guru, that's on Alex's page, um, you just getting sorted so we can get the best sound. Um, and follow Benita Dean and Jonathan Moyle on his pages because we, like I said, we're gonna bring Alex over to New Zealand next year. So, okay. morning to everybody. Okay. Well, it's better speaker, aren't you? Um, it's not echoing, it's just a little bit loud, so I've just turned mine down. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. In which case, yeah, I'll try and kind of compress 44 years and several months into just a few short minutes to give a bit of an overview. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit odd, really. I was born on the 13th of August, 1975, if you believe in the constructs of... Uh, things how they work on this planet here because i mean all of these things are constructs but you know by but by, 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 by earth meanings i was born 44 years ago that would if you believe in that stuff make me a leo star sign um i was born when my parents were traveling with gandhi circus uh, a circus traveling circus here in england my mum was doing a Sharp shooting, whip cracking, rope spinning, knife throwing kind of cowgirl western act. And my dad was doing a yogi act, um, lying on beds of nails, dancing on broken glass, fire eating, um, that weird kind of stuff. As well as under another name, that was under the name The Amazing Actor, but under another name, Tizzy the Clown, he was also a circus clown. Hence, if you go on my website, magicalguru.com, and click on the resume page, you'll see pictures of me dad in clown's gear on the circus and a mini-me at the age of three and a half as Britain's youngest professional paid circus clown. So my start in life was a bit unusual, a bit nomadic, travelling from one town to another, performing here and there. But the relevance to where I am today, so to speak, is that that was the start of seeing, growing up around, seeing that not everything is always as it first appears. Mm. Because let me tell you, on the circus, some of the things that look really dangerous, they're actually relatively safe when they're done, done properly. But conversely, some of the things that look reasonably safe can actually be deadly if they're not done right. It's kind of inverted a lot of the things. Uh, obviously, there's exceptions to that. Um, anything to do with fire is generally dangerous. But quite often, it's inverted. It's not as it seems. Yeah. So I, I start, maybe I was born into being shown these things for a purpose. But as I grew up, um, my mum, who came from a, a kind of non-show business background, wanted me to have a normal, whatever that means, upbringing and put a foot down when I was about eight and said look he's not traveling around with the circus told me dad he could carry on but I'd only be allowed to at weekends uh, school holidays um, and that she wanted me to go to a normal school well that didn't work out so well because mm. the first school I went to I because I've been in the national newspapers in England as a circus clown I was perceived the kids found it quite cool at that young age but the teachers, well, in a nutshell, looking back, they were jealous because I was earning more money than them. And I did get bullied by the teachers. And my life was a living hell to the point where finally it came to the attention of, of my mum and we moved to another town and uh, was sent to another school. And lo and behold, 
the teachers were wonderful. It was like, yes, wonderful. I've, I've escaped all the bullying. Unfortunately, as soon as the kids there found out about my background, and I kept appearing in the newspapers again, I then started getting bullied, this time not by the teachers, but by the kids. And that led to me, well, I'll come back to that in a minute. I'll just put my finger here to remind me. Because at the same time, running parallel to this bullying in school, uh, I was starting to resent the fact that I'd been born into the background I had and that my dad had got me into being a circus clown at three and a bit because it's good of this and the publicity surrounding that, that I was getting bullied. So I made that link. So therefore, it was my dad's fault, logically. Mm. So I didn't want, I wanted to rebel. I figured logically in my head, if I stopped doing the clowning and stuff, then I stopped getting bullied. And it'd also be my way of kind of getting revenge and getting one back on my dad. So bizarrely, the thing is, though, by then I'd kind of got addicted because through performing, an audience would applaud and laugh at the right times. And that made me feel good inside which is something I'll come to in a minute, something that we all as human beings have a basic desire for. So I still wanted that feeling, but I didn't want to be doing the clowning. So there was a conflict here. But I'd already got involved through, through kind of a hobby level, uh, the world of magic and conjuring, magic tricks, not um, devil worshipping or anything like that, not even ritual magic, but just magic conjuring fun fun side of things so I figured hang on if I start doing a magic act I can still perform so I can get the audience applause and laughter but it's rebelling against what my dad wanted me to do and I'll no longer be dressed up like a clown so I won't get bullied any longer well didn't quite go to plan yes I did get the applause from the audience yes I did feel good yes it was rebelling against my dad it was something he couldn't do um, and no, I wasn't wearing the clown's makeup anymore, but I was still getting publicity in newspapers, on radio stations, on television. So I was still head above the parapet, um, the target. I was still the odd one out. I still got bullied at school um, to the point that, and that's why this finger reminded me to come back to it, this converged to a point where, uh, and around the age of, so we can get the best sound. Um, and at around the age of um, about twelve, a uh, guesstimate, um, possibly nearer to thirteen. Um, I would, I'd, well, I suppose anyone would label it depression, but that is again just a label, and labels mm -hmm. cause problems, as I'll, I'll discuss later. But the label I would have been given by doctor, a medical GP would be depression. Um, to the point where I did one day of an evening go and lie down in the main road in Haywood where we were living in what was normally the busiest road in Haywood and it seemed like I was laid there forever but no traffic came. And there were no lights on that road. My intention was to end it all. Um... And in the end, I got I got bored. I got fed up of lying there and no traffic coming. So I stood up and started to slowly make my way back to the pavement. And lo and behold, the moment my foot connected with the pavement, <laughs> this big, like, HGV lorry sped past. And it was like, well, hang on. If that, if that had come, like, a minute or two earlier, it would have all been over. What What's this all about? I can't even kill myself properly, was the thought that ran through my head at that time. Um, because I was giving myself negative self-talk by that point. It was, you know, it must be my fault. Why am I getting picked on and all this, that, the other? So I go home, and it was shortly after that, that was in the library, and because I used to go in the adult library, because I'm so advanced in the magic, and that the kids' magic books were too easy. Um, the way it was in the British libraries here, where the magic books were, they came under a section called sports and pastimes. And right next to that section was the self-help and personal development section. Mm. And I saw the spine of a book while I was taking out magic books. I saw the spine of a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I thought, hang on a minute. That's it. It's a sign. It's a signal. How to win friends and influence people. 
if I can turn these bullies into my friends or influence them not to bully me, brilliant. Like, life will just immensely improve. So I got the book, I read it. Um, and let me tell you that as good as a book as it may be, in terms of influencing 12, 13, 14 year olds, it's absolute shite. Yeah. Uh, it may work and it does work a lot of it with adult, um, other adults, but with kids, it doesn't. Actually, it just gets you bullied more, uh, as I discovered. Um, so I didn't give up. I, I had noticed there were some other books there, and I ended up getting the next book I seem to recall getting. It may not have necessarily been the next one, but at some point, not so long after that, I came across a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by a former plastic surgeon called Maxwell Maltz. And this book... Um, was life-changing on, on many levels to me because, firstly, it, get, it, it alerted me to uh, mention a guy called Emil Coué, um, who came up with a thing called the law of reversed effort, which in NLP there's a saying that what resists persists. Well, Emil Coué said that when your imagination, your unconscious subconscious mind, and your conscious mind are in conflict, the imagination, your unconscious, will always win. And it's there to protect you. So when there's a program solidly in your unconscious, subconscious mind, unless you go through all the necessary steps to get into the computer uh, and delete those old programs and replace them with new ones, whatever's there is going to overrule anything you're trying to use here. Hence, a lot of people, for example, when they want to stop smoking, go, I'm going to stop tomorrow, and they try. But just like Yoder in Star Wars, do or do not. There is no try. The more you try to do something, the more it's the suggestion you won't be able to do it. So therefore, you're actually telling yourself you're going to fail. Plus, of course, consciously, yes, you might have all the best intentions, but your unconscious mind, your imagination, your subconscious, call it what you will, the memory bank of your personal laptop computer, the program's not been changed. It's still running that program. Want a cigarette? Want a cigarette? And it, it's only a matter of time before that will be stronger than what you're trying to run consciously and so people relapse. That's where hypnotherapists, healers, mind therapists of all different types can come in and help people access their personal laptop computer to actually change the program. And this book set me onto the path of learning about MLQA, who famously coined the phrase day by day in every way and getting better and better. And it was about making that affirmation at least three times so that the first time your conscious mind hears it. Uh, the second time your critical faculty or analytical area of your mind, what I call like the nightclub bouncer of the brain, uh, hears it and thinks, yeah, oh yeah, okay, nothing to worry about here and kind of goes on a tea break. So the third time when you say it, there's no nightclub bouncer there to stop it. It goes straight in to your unconscious mind, your subconscious, into your computer as Excellent. a suggestion. Can I just, I've just yeah. made a, quite a big connection here with that science mm -hmm. and Māori kaupapa or indig our, one of our indigenous practices. And we always, in, in our spiritual um, understandings, call three times. Yeah. So in our traditional welcome practice called the pōhiri or the traditional welcome that we do, we always say haramai, haramai, haramaida, which is talking about the three levels. And what I'm really keen to kind of understand is how the science that you understand so clearly and articulately aligns to Indigenous practice, um, particularly here as Māori. And straight away just that we all know all of us know that it's three times so even when we finish speaking we say tēnā koutou tēnā koutou kia ora mai katoa which is acknowledging the same message three times which is again like you've mentioned and we've chat about the power of three um just something else i wanted to pick up on for listeners also is that um, New Zealand, as Māori, as mana whenua, as native indigenous of this land, I feel and sense and many people that we're coming to a critical mass factor of trauma and intergenerational pain and 
struggle and it and it's and it's almost like now like New Zealand Māori highest suicide rates we've got the worst stats in the world in terms of um, um, anxiety depression people incarcerated in prison um, suicide depression uh, globally right. and so I let's, really let's change that because I have a system that can help people obliterate all those things yeah uh, and you're so right. Absolutely. It's, it's the power of three. Um, it's no coincidence. I mean, that's a rubbish pyramid, but I'm making it with my fingers. Uh, but it's no coincidence the pyramids have three sides, uh, which ties in with sacred geometry, if people want to research that. Um, it's no coincidence that in a lot of conventional religions, they talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, the Lord's Prayer... Uh, the conventional Lord's Prayer in Christianity um, is, is actually a metaphor. That, 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 that It's just a form of hypnosis. It, it, the first few lines go, Our Father who art in heaven. Well, your Father, my Father, our guardian, Father is a, a, a code word for guardian, is you yourself, us, but in spiritual form. And heaven and hell are created by your own state of mind and your own perceptions and your own beliefs and your own experience of reality, how you create it. Mm -hmm. You are your own creator. So our father arts in heaven. Well, heaven is your head. In other words, it's basically a way. Uh, it's a way of distracting the conscious mind, causing a little bit of confusion and disorientation, as are a lot of prayers and affirmations uh, and spiritual uh rituals to disorientate confuse or occupy the conscious mind to a degree that that's occupied the critical faculty analytical area goes what the hell's going on and also becomes occupied but accepts it looks at it and think that's fine but underlying all that something takes place whether it's in a, uh, a visual auditory or kinesthetic of, of sometimes olfactory, it can be smells with incense, incense in some, uh, you know, rituals, uh, or it can be tastes and flavours sometimes in some rituals. But through one or more of the senses, something subliminally goes past the gatekeeper of the mind and goes into your personal laptop computer, uh, which is, I know that that's still a metaphor because there's nothing really physically there. We're just, our human body is just a motor car um we are really just energy um and, and i don't that can sound to some people a bit winky wanky arty farty tree hugging style and I, i'm not into all that kind of stuff i like things have to have a sound basis but i do believe you can't destroy energy example you take a wooden table outside or a tree you chop a tree trunk and you set it on fire the wood burns and it becomes embers. But the smoke moves up into the air. It ends up becoming part of the clouds. And at some point, it will rain down as part of the rain. It becomes part of the soil that then grows up again into something. So some essence of that energy is immortal and just changes form. And when people can come to realise that that's the same with us, that the, the, the us that's... I'm looking at an image uh, of you on the screen as I talk now, and you're there with your glasses on. But that personage with the glasses, that isn't you. You are the energy that creates that sound that I will hear through this vehicle. But you also create facial expressions from this vehicle that I pick up on, that we pick up on as human beings at an unconscious level. That's why you can walk into a room with people you never met before and you can sometimes, you can immediately look at somebody at the other side of the room and think, there's something about them, I'm going to avoid them. But equally, you can look across the other direction and think, I feel like I know that person. And you end up finding that when you truly trust your gut instinct, your heart, follow your heart, feelings, you're quite often right that's why you shouldn't ever let logic overrule your gut feeling or your heart 
Yes. Because the reason, but, but scientifically, there's reasons for that as well. Because there yes. are more, there are more neural connections going from your heart to your brain than there is from your brain in the other direction. That 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 is a fact, and the same with your gut. Okay, so this would suggest that it is more important to follow your. But you, you know, follow your heart, follow your gut feeling, than the other way around. Logic. Um, I think absolutely that's important. So people, we we see the memes, you know, the classic statements: "Follow your bliss," and and those are statements that can sound like you mentioned before, woo woo kind of wow wow statements. But actually, making the link scientifically is important for people to understand, so they can. Um, give, allow themselves permission to do that. It's almost That's the key phrase. It's about people having permission. Now, one of the biggest. This is going to partly, possibly sound a little bit big-headed. It's not. I'm not claiming any superpowers. Let's make that clear straight away. First of all, it's just a way of me narrating a story to you, an example oh. that follows. So I'm not claiming to be a god. Uh, although my website's magicalguru.com, all guru means is teacher. That is all the yes. word means. Um, yes. You know, um, and we are all teachers in our own right because we all have experiences that are different from other people. So I'm not claiming to, to be anything special whatsoever. Uh, sounds crude, but we all piss and shit the same way. Even the queen and leaders of the world do. So, yeah. So with that in mind, I came to some conclusions when uh, I started to get my head together, having looked at this book um, from Maxwell Maltz that I mentioned earlier. Don't worry, I've not forgotten. We're still on that thread. And mm. it did enable me to then study Emil Kuwe, and it led me down loads of other paths to the point where at the age of 14, uh, I'd lied about my age, but with honest intent, it's just that I knew that the uh, correspondence company, education company would not have accepted probably a 14-year-old for a, uh, a course in hypnotherapy. So I said I was 18. And I did this correspondence course that I passed with flying colours uh, and then started running a hypnotherapy practice and bunking off school, actually, as it happens. Um, but then I did tell them what my age was. And they were a bit angry I'd lied. But by the same token, because I'd done so well in the exam, uh, they... They let it stand. They gave me a new certificate with the correct age on. So I became the youngest ever member of the Association of Professional Hypnotherapists and Psychotherapists here in England. And so impressed I was by the course that many years later, I actually bought the rights to the training school and the course from Dr. Brian Howard, who'd set it up in the 80s. Anyway, I digress. What I discovered over these years, and I'd say that, I've kind of based all my work on since about since about 1996, I'd say I came to these conclusions, started testing them, and I found them consistently to be right since. And I'm going to explain this. And for some people on here, just hearing this will be enough for them yeah. to positively transform their life immensely. And that's the key. It won't be that I've done anything other than but it in give you a seed to plant in your mind. And as that seed grows positively in your mind uh, and kind of repeats as like a little internal voice reminding you, so it occupies your conscious mind and then distracts the gatekeeper we talked about before, so it gets into the computer bank and overrides the negative files that have been in there, kind of like becoming a positive antivirus software for your brain. As that happens automatically, over the next uh, minutes, hours, days, possibly weeks, your life positively can change immensely. Some of you will find that habits, addictions, fears, phobias you used to have in the past will just kind of disappear and fade away. Each day you'll find you're smoking less or you're avoiding those sugary or fatty foods and just drawn towards doing more exercise and uh, eating your food more slow, uh, slowly and chewing it uh, 10 or 15 times before you actually swallow it. So you savour the flavour and find that you then notice your body telling you that gut feeling of actually, rather than being totally bloated and overfull, I feel satisfied now so I'll stop. Because the only way to lose weight is to burn off more calories than you're sticking. You either reduce the calories 
but you do more exercise or a combination of them both. There is no magic wand answer out there. Diets don't work. That's why the first three words are D-I-E, die. Uh, it's the same with anything. You have to take some action. But understanding what I'm about to tell you can give you permission that it's okay right now just to let go and release those things, whatever it may be that's been holding you back up to this moment. And live in person with people in a room where I can interact with people's body language, uh, if need be, lift their hands up, hypnotize them, the kind of stuff we can do live when I'm out there in New Zealand. I truly feel that we can help motivate people to change their lives in almost miraculous manners, but it's not miraculous because it's completely logical when you look at what I'm about to tell you, which is this. You may have heard of Abraham Maslow and Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. And he goes on about things like, well, first of all, we need to feel safe and we need to eat and all that. Well, let's push them aside because they're common sense ones. OK, they are common sense. Let's look at the really important ones. I'm not saying that eating isn't important, but the fact is you can live longer just drinking water than you can. You know, you know, you can Abstain from food longer than you can from water. So water is actually more important. Um, the body, interestingly, is made up of about 80% water. And I say that's interesting because of a guy called Dr. Emoto, who's no longer with us, but he studied water. And he, one of his experiments was to freeze um, several tubs of water, freeze them all in the same freezer, same type of water, so essentially everything's the same about this water. Came from the same source, freezed in the same freezer for the same time, in the same type of containers. Except before he put container number one in the freezer, he shouted at it and went, you're a failure, you're useless, you're terrible. And then he put it in the freezer. The second one he went, you're amazing, you can achieve absolutely anything, I truly love you. Put it in the freezer. The third one he gave a different form of emotion to. And then he froze them all, took them out, and he studied them under the microscope. And if you search Dr. Emoto in Google, water crystals, you'll, you'll see the images in the, uh, there on Google. And you can see, you can almost look at it and go, wow, that's clearly the one that's had negativity emotions towards it because of the way the horrible crystals have gone. But the one that's been given love and positivity, it's beautiful the way the thing's crystallized. And this shows that emotions affect water. Well, if we're 80%, our human body, 80% water, surely it's pretty damned important that we put positivity towards ourselves, okay, and each other. Another thing to think about is why do people in many religions, uh, not just religions, spiritual belief systems as well, and um, tribal, um, you know, rituals and stuff, Quite often have a prayer or an affirmation or a ritual to say or do before they eat food. It's because it's giving positivity towards that food. So if you are giving positivity through your intent, in the same way as Dr. Immortal found the positivity towards the water produced different results than negativity, if you're giving positivity and an attitude of gratitude to the food, it's far more likely to be better for you when you eat it, especially if you were still somebody who's eating meat. And I've got nothing against people who do, because I do eat some meat. But, um, you know, show gratitude, because you don't, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to make sure I have free-range chickens, for example, so they've had a better life. But even so, by having that attitude of gratitude and positivity towards it before you accept that gift, uh, and eat it, it's likely to make it a healthier thing for you to eat. Anyway, on the bigger scale, how's this affect each and every one of you watching? Well, it affects you because as human beings, unless you've got a genetic disorder, um, you've been unfortunate enough to have an accident that's caused you brain damage or, or something like that, but even then these things will still apply to you. It's just that they may have to be used in a different form or for a little bit longer to have the same effect. But ultimately, what we all need, and I discovered this through working with clients, that all human beings need to, they may consciously say they don't want to, or they're not like that, you know, they might insist that, no, no, that's not what I'm like. But really, this is about human 
instincts, needs. Every human being needs to feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued. Now, those seven things may sound very much the same, but if you take note of them, okay, and you can always watch the video replay back and write them down, they are loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued. If you look in a dictionary, you'll see the meanings of those words, although they sound the same, are actually very different indeed. They cover different sensations different some cover self-confidence some cover self-image some cover self-esteem but between them all we've covered the full spectrum now if a human being is not feeling and that doesn't mean they're not getting love their family might love them to bits their friends might love them to bits but for whatever reason if a person doesn't realize how much they're loved wanted needed appreciated cared for cherished and valued then it doesn't matter because if they don't realize that, then the chances are they don't feel it. And if the person does not feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished or valued, or one of more of them, it doesn't have to be all seven. If there's an imbalance or a lacking in any of them, it will have a knock-on effect in that person's self-confidence, their self-esteem, their self-image, and their self-control, and self-control can also be substituted with willpower, willpower. Now, if there's a lacking in any of those four areas, a lacking in willpower is going to make it nigh on impossible for people to stop smoking or to avoid sugary or fatty foods, maybe. Um, a, an imbalance in their self-esteem might make them feel, or self-confidence may stop them putting themselves forward for a job that would require them to go and speak in public. So they don't go for the promotion. So they hold back in their career. Um, there's knock-on effects of having a lack in any of those things that can affect people's lives massively. And if there is an imbalance in any of them, it will have a knock-on effect on that person's self-belief on that person's self-feeling of self-worth, their feelings of self-love and self-respect, and ultimately means that that person will not be, and this one is where people's brains quite often go, what's he on about? Means that quite often if there's a knock-on effect that they will not be selfish enough. Mm. Yes, I did say selfish enough, not selfless, because here's the thing. To truly be any good for yourself or other people around you, you've got to be selfish first to be able to be selfless, fully selfless with positive intent and full energy later, which is it's kind of like when you're on an aeroplane, they tell you in the event of emergency, get your oxygen mask on first before you get the one for your son or daughter or the babies, because if you pass out where you're putting on one of your kids' oxygen masks, the rest of them could be jiggered as well. So you have to be selfish to be selfless. But if people have got an imbalance in any of those things, so briefly to recap, if there's an imbalance and they're not feeling fully loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished or valued, that will have a knock-on effect on their self-confidence, their self-image, their self-esteem or their self-control, a.k.a. willpower which can then have a knock-on effect on their self-worth, self-belief, self-love, self-respect, which ultimately means they will not be selfish enough in terms of their self-protection uh, and self-growth. Okay? And as a knock-on effect, that will be the underlying cause, one or more of those areas, to any habit, addiction, fear or phobia, to any emotional problem, to any anxiety or stress, to any suicidal thought. So, as simplistic as it sounds, the solution to changing your life, whether you're male, female, whether you're young or old, the solution to anything, to overcoming any habit, addiction, fear or phobia, any anxiety, any stress, anything at all, is to be able to reverse that. And I'll come to that in a minute. 
Because I said before that I am not anything special. And I'm not. I just happen to know some funky techniques that can help people, the science behind it, and hopefully have a way of being able to share it that makes it understandable. Now, here's the thing. I'm not anything special. When people come to me as a therapist, whether it's one-to-one or in a group, that I can help people in massive groups as well, I tell them, honestly, what I'm going to do isn't a magic wand, but it can feel like it right now as you start to make those changes and realizations in your mind at a deep unconscious level and you don't know why, but you start to feel a sense of positivity and optimism inside with every breath you take, every noise you hear, every word I say and every thought that you think, just serving as a sign and a signal for a new future to begin in the way you'd want it to right now. What I really do is I give people permission to change because here's the thing. Each and every one of you watching this right now, each and every one of you, when you realize what I'm about to tell you in a moment, you can change like that. If you want to overcome a habit, addiction, fear, or phobia, you can stop immediately. Easier than you ever thought. You literally could stop smoking like that with a snap of the fingers or quit cannabis or stop taking cocaine. You could. Uh, you could immediately have a better lifestyle that means you lose the weight you want to. You can stop being anxious in situations that used to bother you in the past. You truly can when you give yourself permission to change. And I'm going to allow you permission right now. And the reason I'm going to allow is that I'm going to let you into this secret. The secret is this. The reason people go to therapists is this. They get to a point well, when they go to therapists and it works, because you've got to be ready. You've got to genuinely be ready to want to change in order for change to be able to happen. You have to put some effort in yourself, okay? You have to take action. But when you are ready to change, your unconscious, your, your computer, starts sending little messages through and little bits seep through into your conscious mind and you start to get this niggly thought in your head, maybe I will stop smoking or maybe it is time to do more exercise and avoid those sugary fatty foods. And they just enter your head randomly every now and again, but it starts becoming more regular that it happens. Just where did that thought come from? Yeah, maybe I will. And some people actually give it a go. Some people try. But remember what Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. The setup for failure immediately because of the way society is conditioned. And the reason they're set up, uh, sadly, for failure is that if they suddenly wake up in the morning and say, that's it, I don't smoke anymore, I'm never going to touch another. Or, you know what, I'm going to do more exercise from here on in and avoid the sugary fatty foods. They could do it. You could do it if you wanted to. But it wouldn't last very long until I tell you the secret I'm going to do in a minute. Because you would then leave your house having become a confident, happy, healthy, relaxed, non-smoker, having become the person who says, no, thank you, I don't want those cakes, um, or whatever is relevant, no longer scared of spiders, whatever it may be, and that change would have happened, but then all the good work you've done in that moment of decisive, definite change, of flicking the switch, the switch would very quickly get flicked back with negativity because you'd encounter someone, a family member or a friend who'd say, John, that's assuming your name's John, otherwise they'd have got your name wrong. Uh, they say, John, I notice you've uh, been studied speaking to me for five minutes and you've not had a cigarette. You normally have a cigarette. And you turn around and go, well, that's because I've stopped smoking. And John would say, well, when did you do that? And you'd say, well, this morning. And John would say, what, you just decided to stop like that? And you'd go, yeah. And John would go, you bloody idiot you mean to say you could have just stopped like that but you've been killing yourself slowly wasting all that money and all this that the other for years why didn't you do it sooner you idiot unfortunately you've not really got any comeback or answer there nothing that makes you sound sane anyway what you go oh, just, uh, well you know i wanted to kill myself i wanted to waste money i wanted to damn there's no logical there's no logical good reason for not having done it sooner so you start to feel bad about having made that change and that negativity builds up the more people go why didn't you do it sooner 
Um, and the switch, which hasn't firmly locked into place a positivity yet, because the 28-day cycle of it becoming reality forever hasn't quite got there, flicks back and you relapse and you start smoking again or eating the sugary fatty foods or being scared of spiders or stressed or anxious or whatever it was. You revert back to that behavior because then you're protecting yourself. You, you, you mind saying you don't want people to negatively go, why didn't you do it before, you idiot, which makes you feel bad. So you revert and then when you bump into people they go oh you're smoking again and you go yeah it wasn't that easy and they go ah, i didn't think it was but because because they're saying oh i didn't think it was that won't make you feel bad anymore because they're kind of going you see you know and they're kind of going don't worry at least you tried and they kind of then by giving you that positive attention and pat on the back well at least you tried that makes you feel loved wanted needed appreciated cared for cherished and valued in a twisted way, even more ultimately, it isn't a positive outcome. So how do we overcome that problem? Well, come closer. We overcome that problem by our unconscious mind sending us little messages or activating our reticular activating system, which finds solutions to problems. And it will latch on to a conversation someone else has had about how they saw a therapist and stopped smoking or how they overcame their phobia see through in this doing this form of therapy or something so that then you investigate that and you go and see a therapist or you learn about that therapeutic uh self-help system to help yourself so you take some form of action okay but a form of action that gives you a kind of nuclear armored a battle tank of safety to hide within when you do this important seeming ritualistic process. And it doesn't really matter for now what that important seeming ritualistic process is. Call it hypnotherapy, NLP, Tibetan, Tibetan mind control. Uh, call it what you want. It doesn't matter if it involves being hypnotized, tapping yourself on the face, herbalism, reflex. It doesn't matter as long as it's an important seeming uh, ritualistic process that can occupy your conscious mind to distract the doorman so we can put new programs in that's stage one stage two is that you've either learned it from a perceived authority figure expert in their field or you've gone to this expert who's known for being able to help people okay and then you make a commitment a financial commitment you pay some money and you go through this process and you leave the therapist's office or you go back into the real world after going through this process you've learned from a, a, a DVD, a video download or a self-help book. And you don't smoke anymore or you avoid the sugary foods. And when you bump into John, the difference is now, John just goes, I notice you've not smoked a cigarette. What's that all about? And you say, oh, yeah, I decided to stop smoking. And John goes, well, if it was that easy, why didn't you do it before, you idiot? Instead of feeling bad, you can immediately come back and you go, I have tried before and it wasn't easy. It's bloody damn difficult. In fact, it was that difficult. I've had to seek out help of the one of the world's leading experts in smoking cessation or one of the world's leading experts in weight loss or one of the world's experts in hypnotherapy in order to help me. And I've gone and I've had sessions with them or I've gone through this process with them or I've learned this process. And now that I know what I didn't know before, which deciphered means you can't blame me, John. You can't attack me. So the person feels safe. Uh, it's wonderful. I've got my new life. And all John can really say is, oh, I didn't think all that mumbo jumbo work. That's the worst case scenario. Or they can say, excellent, well done. But in any event, they can't attack you in the way the other example did because you haven't just apparently waved a magic wand. So they can't make any comments that you would be affected by in a negative manner to flick that switch by. Thus meaning it remains in the positive position for the next 28 days and once the lunar cycle of 28 days has passed, it's become habit, locked, glued, welded, cemented, positively fixed into the memory blanks of your personal laptop computer. And then that is your new reality from there on in. And it can't be undone. But here's the wonderful thing. You don't need to see a therapist. Because all the therapist really done is giving you an environment and a context 
Well, you've got the perfect excuse when you encounter people like John in the real world, your family and friends, to be able to answer in a manner that fully explains and justifies why you didn't do this before, if it was that easy. Well, it wasn't that easy. You had to go through a process. Um, and they give you uh, permission to change. And what a good therapist will do is help you realize that you need to spend time on yourself, quality time for yourself, to create your own reality. And by creating your own reality, what I mean by that is, as I said before, as long as a person feels loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, it doesn't actually matter if that's reality in the world. Everyone in the world might actually, deep down, hate them. But if that person can give themselves positive messages so they feel loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, then any messages they get from elsewhere, reinforcing that positively, is just a bonus. In other words, you've got to be more selfish and pay attention to self-love, okay? To look after yourself first, to then be able to help others afterwards. It's about charging your personal batteries almost and running that antivirus software. So the big secret is this. You can flick a switch as quickly as that right now. You can, when you're ready, if you're truly ready to stop smoking, if you were truly ready to avoid those sugary fatty foods and do more exercise so you're eating less calories than you're burning off. If you're truly ready for a life when, when you see a spider run across the room, you see it and your unconscious mind immediately goes, be calm, relaxed. Remember that it eats all the other bugs. They're not dangerous unless you live in certain countries in the world. And then even then, um, they're more scared of, of you than... Uh, you truly ever were of them in the past. Um, and you can have that confidence and power within that we're all born with to be able to get a box, move the spider out of the way, to be able to say, no, thank you, I don't want a cigarette, to be able to uh, go, you know what? I feel satisfied now, I've had enough, I'm not having that cream cake. To be able to do more exercise, to be whatever it is, to feel more calm and relaxed in everyday situations. You have that power within you when you turn off the negative messages from other people and also you change that little voice inside your head that we all have. We all have that voice that sometimes tells us we're not good enough or makes us doubt ourselves or is that little voice that says, go on, have the cream cake or go on, have a cigarette or whatever. Well, you can change that voice purposely. When you hear it, imagine it speaking to you again, but in a really ridiculous high-pitched turn of voice. And imagine it. And even if you have to say it to yourself in private, out loud, and as you think about it, you'll get used to the point that you'll anchor yourself that whenever you hear any negativity being said by your inner voice or your brain processing any negative from anyone else, that you'll hear it in a ridiculous Mickey Mouse voice or cartoon voice, so it'll just make you laugh. And laughter helps you relax. And when you relax, you feel good. And when you feel good, you release the natural healing chemicals into the body that help you be more positive uh, and achieve the things you want to in all areas of your life so that you can be more emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, medically, well, on all levels, happier and healthier and more successful. So if you want to change something in your life, decide right now. If you decide right now you want to change it, you can as quick as that. Simple as that. A decision that quick can be all it needs to take. But just put on your personal safety cloak, your kind of nuclear tank of doing some sort of important seeming ritualistic process. You, when you're confronted by the negative outsiders in the world, you can say to them, actually, it wasn't easy. I had to go to this world-famous uh, world famous hypnotist, the magical guru, Jonathan Royal, who told me to do the tapping process, whereby uh, you think of that you want to get rid of, so I no longer want to be a smoker, for example. So you think of that in your mind, get a picture of it, see yourself as you were in the past when you used to smoke, and then to get rid of that, we're going to tap it away, and we're going to tap the sort of psychic third eye area of the head three times, one, two, three. Then we're going to tap... Uh, just below the, excuse my nudity, just below the belly button, sort of where the base chakra energy point is, one, two, three times. Then we're going to tap uh, the, this is my left shoulder, three times, one, two, three. The right shoulder, three times, one, two, three. The top lip, one, two, three times. 
and then we're going to home happy birthday because it's like the best present you can have a new start in life so and like anything we do this three times so i'm going to do it a second time now think of that thing in your mind you want to say goodbye of completely we tap one two three times the psychic third eye one, two, three times, base chakra just below the belly button. One, two, three times, left shoulder. One, two, three times, right shoulder. One, two, three times, top lip. Home happy birthday. Finally, time number three, as that fades away even more so it no longer bothers you. Worries you or concerns you as it once did in the past. Let's say goodbye to the final remnants of that by tapping three times here. One, two, three. Then the base chakra energy point just below the belly button, one, two, three. Left shoulder, one, two, three. Right shoulder, one, two, three. Top lip, one, two, three. And then let's hum. Now blink three times. One, two, three. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. We're going to do that a second time. In through your nose, out through your mouth as you breathe out. All the negativity from the past going completely. Final third time, nice deep breath in. Breathe out all that negativity so it's gone. Gone completely. Notice how much better that feels right now. And you can try as much as you want to feel the way you did in the past, but you notice with each second of each minute, of each hour, day, week, and month from this moment forward, that those positive changes that have happened right now grow more stronger, positive, wonderful for you and if you really want to supercharge that then go to magicalguru.com that's m-a-g-i-c-a-l-g-u-r-u.com click on the therapy page and about the third video down it said virtual hypnotherapy complete mind therapy treatment session and there's a virtual 90 minute interactive session which can be your important seeming ritualistic process which will be just like you come to me in person except it will cost you nothing, my gift to you. And it's worded in such a way that whatever your habit, addiction, fear, or phobia, anxiety, stress, whatever may be, you fill in the blanks, it explains how in the video, go through the important process, and then you can feel safe that you've got that tank of armor on when you go out into the world and encounter those Johns and negatives. They'll bounce off you like you've got a bulletproof vest on, and those changes can remain positive and permanent for you right now and into the future yes there you go whanau family friends everybody what an amazing session thank you brother uh it has been wonderful to have you on board and Fano, thank you and also alex thank you for the amazing opportunity and gift not just live here right now all that change I know it can happen right now, just like, and it has happened, and I'm just right there. I am totally just give, right there. Just give yourself permission to change. Some people's unconscious need an authority figure. Well, hey, check out my website. I've been pretty successful in this industry, so hopefully <laughs> you can see me as a, an authority figure, in which case allow me to be the authority figure that says today's the day those changes can start for you in any area you want in a way that's right for you so that that gives your unconscious permission to change and move forward now there's an old thing called i can, I can never ever ever say it hop and up and up or open up yeah you know i can never say it but it's all about basically uh, giving yourself permission to change and saying to yourself when you're in private otherwise you might look a bit loony literally say to yourself i'm sorry that's all you say i'm sorry because then you're saying sorry for anything you've ever thought negatively or done negatively or felt i'm sorry i forgive you yes i respect you i love you do that three times in the morning when you wake up do that three times just before you close your eyes to go to sleep at night and notice how much better you feel in every area of your life. Cool. Thanks, Alex. That's us. I know you're a busy, busy person, changing the world, helping others change habits. And, and this, um, is, this is just scraping the surface. When I'm there with oh. you live in person, we can do things together in person that go way beyond this. 
uh, and also I can teach you the science behind how these things work, techniques to use with your clients, your family, your friends, in a business arena to be better at sales, you name it, the sky's the limit, um, both from an entertainment point of view, but serious, every area of your life, including, of course, the hypnoactivism, where we can wake you up uh, so that you're not getting negativity from the media and all those people that want to control and negatively manipulate you in the world. And hopefully we'll be doing that live in New Zealand in 2020. Definitely are. So, again, thank you very much. Finally, make sure you go and check out Magical Guru, the pages. The, there's a link there. Alex, I know you're going to drop some links for us to have opportunity. I to will under the video after, yeah. Product. And um, we'll catch you again. And but this is this is huge this is really big jump on board join the journey join the movement because we're taking over the world one by one with positivity love caring that's us thanks alex we'll catch up soon thank you We're thank all. you everybody thank you. please share this video around help share the love bye for yes. now you're amazing thanks, all of you